Welcome to the Tipsy Bear radio show. The conversation about how we see it. I'm Papa Bear. And I'm George and Roses, baby. How you all doing out there? Um, I'm so happy we're finally like in the studio. I mean, it's my apartment, but it's a studio. I mean, anywhere can be a studio. I know people who are doing TV and film who are doing that shit in their closets. Right and we now. stepped up. I mean, there's not, I think we've got like one episode that made it online. It sounds like we're <laughs> screaming down the Lincoln Tunnel. But now we've got a producer. Say hi, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. <laughs> we're stepping up. We got a real microphone. Yes. All the tools are here. And so now we can actually like put this out. In fact, if you stop listening to this right now, at least hit the subscribe button. Yeah. You never have to listen to it again. We just want subscribers. Go on Instagram, follow us on Tipsy Bear uh, Berlin, and just look forward to what Papa Bear and George and Rose's us. Here I am speaking out of yeah. first person. <laughs> uh, what and, we gotta say. Yeah. So I think this is a much easier on us and yeah, us, it, like for those that don't know or didn't make it before, we were doing like this. Um, live podcast on stage at um, Tipsy Bear Berlin, which is uh, obviously in Berlin, uh, in Prenzlauer Berg. It's a queer bar. Um, and it, great vibe and everything, but just, I just felt like we were always running around. There was always a drop of sweat on my forehead yeah. right before the show. And, but I will say, the one that we do have recorded was probably the best one yeah. where we had Daddy Puss Rex. Daddy Puss Rex was great. I can't wait to have Daddy Puss Rex like in the studio. In the studio. Yeah. And like really get in there because they are amazing. And I'm, yeah, I'm actually proud to like know a lot of yeah. good people here in Berlin. So Tipsy it, Bear helps. I, I tell you, I was not meeting those people out in Berlin. And this isn't to like, um, you know, promote the place. It's just, it's, you go in, though, and you just meet all these different people Completely. for different reasons. There's different shows. Completely. And, I mean, it's not what you would do at Berkheim. You know what I mean? You yeah. see one person, and you're like, hey, girl, how you doing? I only see you on the Sundays once every three months kind of thing. Oh, Berkheim. So. I do miss it. I do. I I'm wish. I'm also really loving home life, though. It's been great. Yo. Settled down. Some of the, I mean, some people need this moment. I did. Yeah. I know I did. And My life was nonstop. Yeah. Non-stop. Berlin is San Francisco and New York put together and like you can be On steroids. Chill. Yeah, <laughs> but you can either be chill, laid back, San Francisco style, or you have to hustle yeah. the moment you yeah. step out of your door. It's like Wolf of Wall Street or um, Tales of the City. <laughs> it's either everyone's sitting in a backyard, yeah. they've got a flower pot, they're probably growing their own marijuana. Or you're like three-piece suit, drug sniffing, thousand miles an hour, just to pay for the rent in an apartment you live alone in and has like a wing. After working at night. <laughs> yeah, after working at night. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> Is there anything you're going to miss about um, doing it live at the bar? What I miss, actually, I think one thing is, because Sipsy Bear is, is like home, so when you walk in, it's, it's yeah. kind of like, ah, oh, oh, the floors are dirty, or like, yeah. ah, oh, there's gum there, but... Actually, being in there, there is no one that can come in to bother you. There is no violence. There is no politics. There is nothing yeah. there that you have to worry about except you. 
Yeah. And so when I come in to Tipsy Bear, it feels that way. So I will miss that feeling. But there is... Because it's ha- cold in here. It's The people that work in this studio are a disaster. I know. Danielle's on the trial basis right now. Still? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, you know what I'm going to miss, though? And I get it. I really do. Like, I love being there. And it's just... It's it's just fun. Like, you feel good when you're there. You don't go there when you're upset and like, ooh, I'm going to have no. a drink. But if you do, you're going to turn that frown upside down, you know, like... Completely. Completely. Mr. Uh, what is it, Rogers? Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? It's like that. Um, I'll tell you what I'm going to miss, honestly. And it, just for the show, not not tips for the show. I really liked the actual interaction, you know? Mm. Um, which brings me to a segue. Yes. If anybody hears this or you have questions or you hear our stories or you want us to touch back on a topic or a compliment or you want to come on the show, you can email our producer, Danielle, at the most appropriate party, P-A-R-T-Y, at tipsybearberlin.com. That's T-I-P-S-Y-B-E-A-R-B-E-R-L-I-N.com. Party at tipsybearberlin.com. Danielle, you can say you love us. You can say you hate us. You can say you disagree with us. You can say Danielle's hot. You can say you have a question. We whatever. Got f- feedback, comments, whatever that is. Um, and so. It's like my being, mama said, too. There's no talk back. No. They send a question and I'll just answer it. Nobody like, talks back. <laughs> so, and I'm glad that it's raining. It's It actually feels like a, some weather to kind of like shoot the ship. Um, Isn't it always? When it's raining, I mean. Yeah, Not yeah. Oh, yeah. completely. Completely. I mean, for me, it's always shooting the shit weather. It's I like can talk nonstop. Shooting the shit or jerking off. It's yeah, like, exactly. Well, it's like how we met. I mean, it was the closing right before COVID. Well, not how we met, but how, how the radio show met us. <laughs> we were just, I remember that day very clearly. Very clearly, right? Very, very and I don't clearly. remember. I don't remember a lot of my nights. Like, from the clearly. moment we walked in, Nana and I were, like, hosting to almost me walking out at 10 a.m. and Yeah. And it was just, and I remember Jackson, who's also part of the Tipsy Bear family, just like sitting back in like one of those little broken stools that we ended up tossing away during COVID and renovation, and just looking at you and I, and you and I not even realizing anyone else was in the room, and just going at it like two old nanas, like sitting at a table, smoking our Winston Salem's, drinking a beer out of like a koozie, you know, or like with like. (laughs) Like, my mother-in-law drinks a red beer, which is, like, Clamato juice and, like, oh my crazy gosh. American pills. She still drinks that. Yeah, wow. yeah. Where's my red beer? That's what she always says. I love I love Cheryl. She's great. Cheryl Crow is my mother-in-law. Who? Cheryl Crow. That's her name. She doesn't sing. She doesn't play guitar. But, but <laughs> What is she? What is Cheryl Crow. Favorite mistake? No? 90s? No. Total chick, like, rocker. Like, in the Sarah McLachlan phase, right, Danielle? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like Shania Twain phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that is. whole genre. Yeah, she yeah. Was more indie, like, yeah, yeah. Like... She was definitely like out the Montana side. Was she Canadian? No, she's American. She's American. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. your mother-in-law. No, <laughs> but she has the exact same name. Ah. <laughs> but I love telling people my mother-in-law show girl. <laughs> I love. Well, I love telling people that Joe Scott is my cousin. <laughs> Amazing. Really? Oh, your, well, your week was busy, wasn't it? I. With my coffee job. Oh, and get in that right. Do you want to get in that right now? Yeah, get and, into it. Um, because I was all on your side on this one. Everybody has been on my side since jump, and like I always have the benefit of the doubt for for whatever job that is or people that I know, and I am significantly loyal to my worker. 
Yeah. Who has hired me and has given me so many chances. He's one of those people who... It's called proper work ethic. Right. And a lot of people lack it, man. And coming from that point where I was like, it's Cotty. I can work, you know, off the table doing some shit that may not seem work ethic appropriate. Yeah. Um, but also... I also have standards of morals that I keep for myself and I knew that I was eventually going to leave this job and because I was going to work more full time with Tipsy and be more creative with Lola and, and all of these things. Of course, it's a scary thing in COVID where you're like, oh, you're leaving a job that's less money and all of that. And But I always remember, people always tell me, you're a fucking hustler. Yeah, always hustled and I don't and like I can't imagine how you do it but you always make it work and I said yes so I've always I was scared but then came in to work very nice morning really hungover did probably slept for four hours but I was chirpy so work was good I'm opening the shop usually from eight to to nine and I won't name names and I won't name where the shop is at just beautiful for that purpose um, but because you're not who, that type of person no but people who know me knows where that's at so exactly. they can and they can talk freely amongst themselves exactly and uh between eight and nine we set up chairs we set up tables sometimes customers come my boss was working in the restaurant um I happened to be on, on uh, a headset phone call while setting up uh tables and chairs uh, and he looks at me and he goes, are you working? And I was like, while you're setting up the tables yeah, and chairs. Yeah. And then, so it's like, yeah, has he I always am. been a micromanager from day one? And we've already had this kind of like yeah. blow out before. And I kind of, I accept it because we're kind of family and, Oof. and whatnot. Is he queer? And, that is questionable. <laughs> That's a whole that. show. That's a Anywho. whole other So show. You're, you're working. You are actually working. I'm actually working. And he comes up and asks you, are you working? Are you working? I say, yes. So then I go help a customer and he looks at me and he says, what about the tables? And I'm like, I'm with the customer. I will be right there. Great. Um, and so as I'm calming myself down from the micromanaging aspect of this, because I just already see where this is going to go. I walk over to him and I happen to just glance over my shoulder and see a friend I have not seen for a very long time who was actually moving out of Berlin. So I go, oh, oh my God. Hi, A, you know, person yeah. A. George is hugging person A. Yes, and my boss is like, why aren't you working? Are you off the phone? Are you, why aren't you working? I was like, I am working. I just need this interaction right 30 here. seconds. Yeah, to kind of like calm down. He's like, I've given you chances. I, you should be working. This stuff should be out. My friend A jumps in and is just like, hey, I'm a paying customer. What's going on here? And I was like, this disrespect, because then he started to yell at my friend here. And I was like, hold on. I was kind of giving you the benefit of the doubt to like give you these two week notice so that we could just end on a very good, proper note. And then he starts to yell. He's like, just shut up and fucking work. Oh. I said, you know what? I don't think this may work at this moment. And as my friend jumps in, he kind of like walks away and uses the word bitch in some kind of context that my good ear did not pick up. <laughs> my boss proceeds to say, did you call me a fucking bitch? He's come storming out of the restaurant as me and my friend are walking back to the coffee shop and starts to charge him. 
like he wants to fight. And I have to hold my boss back. My friend is going this way. They're arguing and, I, and sitting in front of customers. And I said, you know what? I can respect all of the things that you have done for me and, and acknowledged when I have fucked up. But this fighting, I don't approve of. I wanted emotionally charged of it. Like, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Like, I can see you right now. Like, you're having a hard time retelling the story. I am in a, in a way because even the customers who were there knew something was going on and they, they accepted who I was for such a long time and, and whatnot. They know my boss as well, but also they saw what was happening and I don't tolerate fighting. I do not tolerate that unless it is pushed upon because trust me i'm from inglewood bitch <laughs> and if something happens i'm i'm willing to do that but not against queer people and not against for for bullshit for that and i was up and i was set up yeah, and i, I mean, never if you don't stand up you choose the side of the oppressor period right. done even if it costs you your job and i applaud you for that yes you know and i pick my shit up put all my stuff in my bag and you don't i said to you know what like i am that, leaving Joe? i am done he started to yell and i just like walked away and, and it, at a moment, I thought, wow, I really just did that. And my friend kind of felt bad. He was like, maybe I came at the wrong time. I was like, no, you came at the right time. Things come for a reason. You came at that moment and that happened. You know, I feel bad. Yeah. I was like, do not feel bad. I said what I said and I, and I meant what I said. The fighting does not exist Good in, for my, you. in my life. Good for you. Absolutely. I, 110%. Because I... I oh God, you know what this reminds me of in a very loose way, mm -hmm. but there was an episode that I, because I, I restarted watching Modern Love from last year on Amazon. There's an episode, uh, the gay episode, I'll call it. I think it's episode six, maybe six or seven, something like that. Um, and uh, I won't give the whole thing away, but there's a moment where somebody who is super liberal, progressive, gay like us mm -hmm. is dealing with someone who's a little more of like a streetwalker. And there's this blow up where she's like, you vote this way, you say this, you shop this way, you're healthy, all the things that like whitewash capitalistic progressives do mm -hmm. while claiming progressive and kind of like blows his mind with, but you don't want to give anything up. You gave up your job. You walked away from a job after COVID. As yes. an immigrant in a European city. I mean, it's just... That like, I've been there it, for two and a half years. Yeah, like seniority job, yeah. you know? Like, well, it could have given you a good reference if you wanted to move on. You oh, know? yeah. You literally said, enough is enough. Enough. And you fucking walked away from it. Yeah, and I felt, in a way, maybe... Because the next day you always sleep on it and you're like, did I do something wrong? And I thought... Absolutely, Absolutely not. I know that, but you also took money out of his pocket because you told me he had to close it down because no one else was there to work. So not only did he learn a lesson about how you talk to people, it financially hurt him, which is really, I think, how you seal every deal. You know what hit the... the and to, to clear this and to finish this up, to hit the nail on the head was my friend who also works there was like, it happens to be that every time someone leaves, they're in an argument with him. And I was like... Do you see the pattern? Yeah. Do you see the pattern? It's not just the person who is leaving. That means there's yeah. an anger management on the other side. So with that, I have learned lessons and I have moved on to bigger and greater things. And that has allowed me to push for Lola to come out as more as well, too. Good. On top of Tipsy. So, That's amazing. Amen. Amen with that. And it's been a week. Now I've just moved into my own flat, which is also 
another thing for immigrants. No. Hard as fuck to do in a different country. Get a flat. Yeah. Get a mile flat. It's you know? crazy. You know? Let me ask you something. Now that we're like not trying to like cram all of our ideas and grandma talking into one stage performance, what do you think the perfect amount of time is to like run this show? An hour is good. Hour 10. You oh, know, right. after yeah. an hour and 10, people start to kind of like. All right, wrap it up. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. okay, you know, I got I to gotta leave. So I think that is good. But actually, I think life does shouldn't have a time on it. No, it should. Listen, if we're on a roll, we'll make, we'll cut it and we'll be like, we'll next part episode. On, yeah, exactly. Yeah, part so, so then like in this section, let's, what if we do like current events? Let's do current events. Let's do current events. Like what's going on around the world, Berlin. Let's start with Berlin. So we had this thing. Was it last weekend? I feel like it's all the weekends, really. But last weekend was really bad. I was trying to take this cab through Alexanderplatz because of the area I live in Berlin to get to the southern side of Berlin. It's just the quickest route. And it took me two hours for what would be like a 15-minute cab ride. And he couldn't get anywhere near where like a subway or a tram was because they were just everywhere. They're like these anti-masker, anti-COVID, like, but like they were everywhere. And some of them I heard like broke into the Reichstag or. Yeah, it was uh, 38,000 protesters protesting the anti-COVID march. Mm -hmm. And then several hundred stormed and went through the police barricade at the entrance of the Reichstag. So were some of them Nazis? It, the information is that they, they were, some of them were part of the far right. And they were, they were chanting what has become one of the chants for, for the off day, which the off day for people don't know. What does it stand for, Adam? Um, alternative für Deutschland, which if anybody knows Germany, the alternative is like 1934. Yeah. That's, that's the alternative. It's one of the most progressive cities in the world. Um, we had Daniel fact check this as well. So... What's our opinion? Were the anti-maskers like Nazis, like people that would storm the Reichstag, or do the Nazis and the off day? So I say Nazis, the off day, but it's kind of the leftover party because it's a weird thing. You can't abolish a party here, blah, blah, blah. We won't get into it. So Nazis still exist, but not in the armband way you think. Do the Nazis join anything that is anti-Western progressive? Or do the anti-maskers identify as national socialists? I think they identify as German people first. Then they do anti-maskers or neo-Nazis. And in, in general, uh, both protest uh, demos were happening at the same day and have collided together. And I think for the people there, they only see white Germans. Right. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what that may be, they may, some people may identify as a neo-Nazi. Because a lot of people can't get that out of their head. No, that like can't. every white German's not a Nazi, mm. especially when they march down the street. Exactly. Know? And so I think there are some people who may be anti-maskers who are anti-neo-Nazis, but are already there. But I think the mentality of both parties are... Control by non-control. Completely. <laughs> completely. And... Looking at the videos, it was a sea foam of white people. Yes. And because POC people tend to be smarter. And it was probably, I hate to say this, majority cisgendered men. Completely. Right. And did you, if you look at the comparison of the amount of people, which wasn't 38,000, it was 17,000 for the Black Lives Matter that happened a couple months ago at Alexander Plotz, there was not the same kind of. It looked like a checkerboard. Anger. 
and and the aggression that happened only came from the police itself. Yeah, yeah. Pushing yeah. protesters and, and which was a fraction of what would happen to the U.S. It was also like with the Black Lives Matter march, there was much more of a community sense in, in the way of like people speaking and people educating themselves. And yeah. with this protest, it was just about yeah. people feeling they were their freedoms were being taken away from them, and then it turned into something much more violent and disruptive to the city. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe because I am a progressive, we can be just as brainwashed as them. But obviously, it's the right direction to go. It's kinder. It's more humanitarian. I mean, it's scientifically proven that what we're doing is better for us and the planet. Um, but I always feel educated as well as empowered at rallies like that. And I think it was the episode with Daddy Puss Rex mm-hmm. when I, we were addressing on how to address people, but with POC and non-gender specific. And I, I learned how to ask those questions and be around those people and properly, comfortably ask those questions um, by being at rallies like that because it's such a mix of people. Um, but anyway, you know what the other problem with anti-mask is, is? Not to harp on the topic because we can talk for ages other idiots. They're going to fuck up this travel thing. Yes. We're actually finding our way out of this. We've done the right stuff. And um, I just feel like you get 17,000 people together anti-masking. You get one asymptomatic person. One. One. Who spreads it to someone that isn't asymptomatic. They're back on a ventilator. They're around 17,000 other people. Like, you're going to start getting these cluster bombs again. And I got to fly, girl. Right. <laughs> and to touch base on this, the reason I feel the anti-maskers came out and the neo-Nazis have, like, come together have seen all of the media that is happening in the U.S. They're seeing everything that's happening of people holding their freedom of speech, saying because I don't need to Because of one idiot. Because right? of one idiot. And this did not happen a few months ago when they went on full lockdown and said, you motherfuckers stay inside. He, do not leave. There were no demonstrations. There were no demonstrations. There nothing. nothing. The government gave everyone an assload of cash yep. and said, use it now. Even if you don't deserve it, we'll figure that out later in your taxes and we'll set up a payment plan. Right. If you do deserve it tax-free, you'll get it. And if you're the middle, which most of you are, here's a ton of cash. You'll 40% socialistic democratic tax on it. Right. But you've got it in your account right now. And let me tell you, I'm a business owner. It saved my life. Completely. You know what I did? I sat my ass in this apartment, and when I needed groceries, I put my mask on, and I stayed six feet away from everyone else because I didn't lose my livelihood, so I shouldn't use the government's ability to give me that livelihood. That's all they asked of me, was to follow a couple of simple rules mm-hmm. for a little bit of time. I mean, people went to war and got shot on the beaches of Normandy and shit. You know, atom bombs, stuff like that. They asked you to watch Netflix for a couple of months and gave you a ton of money. But then they're taking advice from this ass-backward country. Right. Where Danielle and I know places in New York. You know places in New York and San Francisco. They're closing by the dozen. And they're queer places. And for that, opportunities, people are being evicted. Things are being lost. But the example that is being followed from the U.S. has now reverted to back to Germany. And people were just saying, you know what? I can stay with it and do whatever the fuck I want to do. Yeah. And that is causing more chaos. So... If Germany gets banned from traveling, it is it is not the masker's fault or the people yeah. who are following those rules. So it is coming. Get yeah. ready. 
potentially October, November, yeah. they will they will be. You touched on something that just really triggered something in my head about those anti-maskers listening to the U.S. There's also something very dangerous, period, with listening to the U.S. Like with cancel culture, like everyone's taking this U.S. opinion, which when it came to BLM, Black Lives Matters, I'm all for it. We started going around the globe, tearing down mm -hmm. people in Belgium and the UK and in the South. And, uh, you know, we started talking about colonization again and yep. the, the British Empire and stuff like, you know, really brought up great conversations. You and I did a podcast uh, where somebody had asked us in the audience, how far should cancel culture go? And I said, I don't know. I feel it would even be, you know, white privilege to say that I know how far cancel culture... Really? You're going to ask me how yeah. far it should go? I mean, I've got a million other titles, but as I walk down the street, I'm a, I'm a white dude, and that's enough. And they had asked us how far it should go, and our opinion, I think we agreed on stage, was that the way it's happening right now is perfect because mm -hmm. it all needs attention. Right. Let's gauge it as it goes. And people come back. People come back from being canceled. Mm -hmm. um, do I think it's necessary? Um, yes. Uh, but also it's how it's, it's, it's handled. I think people are being canceled a lot of times, sometimes for very minuscule things. Right. Um, but also, yeah, I, I still, but it's almost the weight. I think there's sometimes the weight of what they're being canceled for and what yeah. they did. Right? right. So some people are being canceled for entire careers like Ellen. I, I used to date people in the hair industry that had, work for her and i was like but it's alan like she's giving away walmart's money and well, she stole from oprah <laughs> what she stole all that entire idea oh from yeah, oprah. yeah of course oprah was you get a car away. you, you get, get a car, car. Yeah, yeah. and you get to pay the taxes and oprah car. stole from bob barker motherfucker <laughs> bob barker <laughs> a new car but fair enough, like that was the price is right. That was just like a given. <laughs> yeah, of course. He wasn't talking. The only thing he interviewed was the camera when yeah. he said, make sure to spay and neuter your animals. Remember when he would do that every, I was like, wow, this sounds good? like a bit of animal cruelty, but you're passing it off as loving. He, he could have been canceled. Wasn't he the same one who was like making his like post, like do sexual favors in the back? I don't know, Daniel. Can you fact check that? Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on further. Yes, going culture. back to Ellen. So, you, well, you had also mentioned like people coming back from cancel culture. Yes. I don't think she's coming back. No, but she I have over. thought about one because you did ask me yeah. who has come back from cancel culture, and uh, Jeffrey Star was yeah. kind of canceled for the stuff right. that he has said on his videos and and right. And, but I mean, uh, that was like a half cancel, right? right? He had supporters while being canceled. I don't think most of these canceled people have had. I, it's almost going back to what we were talking mm. about in the last month because their friends are also celebrities in right. the spotlight or they're politicians or they're figures. And most of these people are canceled for appropriate things. So most people do keep their distance. However, maybe like even in the Ellen situation, and I'm making a disclaimer right now, mm -hmm. I'm not backing Ellen or vibing for Ellen. What if she was this way all along? And then Ellen on TV, who's a millionaire, is just a character. Can you fault her? We let Christian Bale get away with it. Once again, a white man, not a great example. Mm. We let famous actors get away with being amazing actors. What if Ellen was a cunt all the time? And just her fame was Ellen comedy, 
Ellen the TV show, mm -hmm. and now Ellen the talk show. Right. Is a great Another great example. Thank you, Danielle. What I love you, like, I like. But she's a twat. She's, she's a such twat. a cunt. Also, I think for someone who is a twat and has a mouth like Rosie says factual things. Yeah. It's just the way that it comes across that people don't right. like. Yeah, she yeah. got to be her. She got to be out. She could be very vocal about But that's my question. Can Ellen come back then? Can Ellen, she get on the view and be very opinionated? Or is it done for her because everyone in the world thought she was so kind? My question is, because we don't know this. Yeah. And maybe there's a great PR spin for her marketing team. Was she, like, unbearable all the time? Well, and then the character Ellen was this super sweet blondie who just wanted the world to be a better place? I think the harder issue, too, is that She's had many of her producers hired mm. because the encouragement of that behavior, I think, was what was very toxic, right? Ah, okay. So it's so not she was just pushing her. Around her well. she, it was like she put the responsibility on other people that she hired, and they were fired for misconduct. Right. So yeah. I think that that's also going to be maybe Oof. a place where she can... You start after getting to, like, people's psyches and whatnot. Okay, so we've done enough psychology of people being canceled. I want to go into the way people look, cancel culture. Because there was this huge thing about Adele, right? Yes. And, and I don't, I actually think that cancel culture is going to get a brick wall. I really think, I don't know why. Mm, I don't know why. I, I, I kind of, uh, kind of disagree because I think. Disagree, this, baby, go for um, it. And in, in a small way, I think um, with cancel culture, um, there may not be able to come back so quickly because mm -hmm. there's always the next bitch who's who's doing the same shit and will take your spot. Absolutely. Right? And well, I except for Whitney, that's why nobody canceled her. No, there was no, there, there wasn't another Whitney coming. No. So we watched her sweating her crack tits off, trying to hit those notes, and it killed me. It went right to my soul to watch it happen on stage. As somebody who has been a very heavy drug user in their past, I you could just see what was going on nobody canceled her as this drug addict you know you're another stereotype you used to stand up for black yep. people and now you're just in the detroit crack houses mm -hmm. because there wasn't another whitney right are we willing to cancel adele because we know there's another heavy set white girl out there with pipes she's not heavy set anymore well not anymore and i think it's a good point <laughs> I mean, no. the thing is that with council culture it wasn't with whitney's era and now with the younger yeah generation, we weren't canceling anything we, we were, were just letting anything, it happen you know we're just like you go ahead and I remember calling that. Oh, that's so gay, dude. You know, you kids. Could you imagine saying, "Oh, that's so gay" right now? And I mean, not in the way we say. <laughs> not in the way like we fans. say. But exactly. I mean, I mean, like a senior high school football player being like, "Don't do that, dude. It's gay." You couldn't do that anymore. We didn't have cancel culture. Mm, not who. Yeah, but yeah. I also think with with Whitney, really quickly, like she was sick. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a very different thing. And I think the, affliction the most current example of that is Britney Spears. Because when she went through her meltdown, she did go through a period of time of cancel she, culture. She actually came back. That's what so I'm she saying. Would she would be but, but also, She might be the only one that's not a white dude. Yeah. But also, like, she's definitely has serious mental illness. And she's, be, I mean, there's all this free Britney SMI. Yes, sorry. Severe thank you. mental illness. But she, but there's this whole, you know, free Britney movement. But I don't think for her, I mean, there was that time where the culture made fun of her, which this is the same thing they did to Whitney was yeah. like, it was funny to watch her on that show with Bobby Brown, 
being a full on crackhead. Oh man! But there was no canceling of her. Right? Wasn't there an episode where he talked about like having to reach up into her butt because she was constipated? Other way around. Other way around. Okay, yeah. but that happened, yeah. and they filmed it, and it was on television. Yes. Wow. And there's so, like so many stories that we could go back into from old. But we didn't have cancel culture. We didn't have cancel culture. We were culture, just getting also... reality TV. Sorry, yes. I'm cutting you off. Go and, ahead. But I think with this younger generation now, I think cancel culture started within the last three or four years uh, with the Me Too movement. Started yeah. almost with the... I think Cosby. with the Me Too movement. With right? the Me Too movement came cancel culture and... Who knew hashtags the, were going to be so powerful? Right. And now it's it's at a point where there are so many other people... Regardless of who you know or what money you you are, yeah. if you're associated with that, you're like you don't associate and you because you can't, don't want to get canceled as well. Yeah. Also, I think in this day and age, um, we can cancel people out because some of them stand for us. They they I mean <laughs> even if they do stand for us, the person who I was like, damn, I really wish you wouldn't have fucking said that was Roseanne. Mm. Love Roseanne Barr. Oh, with her ambient text? Or the, from, or? from all of the shit that she did before. and uh, She went full Trump, didn't she? She went full Trump. She, and right, like they, when, when they re, uh, rebooted the new Roseanne, and she was trying to add some of the political views within this oh, show. Oh, right. I remember this. And, and she did that ambient tweet and then just had to get rid of her. Right. I'm fine with that cancel. Right. That works for me. And you're just like, damn, I wish you just would have just kept your mouth shut. But at a certain point, I guess for my own personal feeling, the older I get, the less I care. Right. The less I care. I can I can reminisce and feel great about all of the stuff you did beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Will I go and continue and, and support you from, yeah. from here on out? Probably not, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, I have a really, really, I would say the hardest time for me. And it, it, I guess it all depends where I was in my life and what was going on and what the actual offense is, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> we'll get into it later because I have a great story of when I saw Roseanne do stand-up and I was super high. And I uh, I, I kind of, like, weigh out where I was and what they were doing. So, like, Roseanne, I really enjoy. Her offensiveness is political yeah. and charged and we should change the world. Um I was absolutely in love with all of Michael Jackson's music from the time I heard it as a little kid till now. I can't listen to it now anymore. I really, I can't because I just think about him, you know, jerking off on little boys' buttholes. George has just walked away from the microphone, just so everyone's clear. (laughs) In case you can't hear what's going on in the studio, George has... Has taken an awkward pins and needles walk around my living room, which is the studio. What what, what was that about? Well, I... Are you going to say to me you don't think any of it's real? No, 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 no. Okay. No. All right. Because we had the conversation. Because I'd have to do that awkward walk around the living room. No, 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 no. It's going to be me sitting here soon. (laughs) Just Danielle finishing the podcast. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you want to say it? You don't have to say it. I know. I do. I do. and And I'm going to say it. Okay. Is that I loved Michael Jackson's music going up, loved everything. Check, we agree. Right? Um, I think people's talent is separate from everything else that happens. Okay, I get I, from that from the geni- from the genius that that things are produced and how things are produced and how that brain works. 
is is sometimes connected with their own personal life, but also I think a lot of traumatic stuff makes their music the way it is, like Amy Winehouse, right? Mm -hmm. That voice didn't come just from like mm, singing in the shower. That came yeah. from traumatic experience, but the way her her and brain heroin. worked, right? And the way her brain worked, and and how all of these people, even Jimi Hendrix, Nina Simone, had right. like a mental right. imbalance. So then when I start to think about Michael Jackson and I start to think about all of these people who were very talented in their way of right of, of yeah. creating art, I I think yes, I did see the documentaries. Yes, all of the the evidence did come out. Also, I You can separate them. You can I can separate them and I also think that once people fixate on something that is bad and painful and, and, and painful and whatever that um, situation may be, there is no thinking anywhere else. Right. And when I think about Michael Jackson and his growing up, which none of us know unless you yeah. are there. Correct. I think that though, though, if I may interject just one quick yeah, second, go for it, it's, it's important to, to um, separate how this conversation is happening because in one respect, we're talking about Michael Jackson being canceled due to allegations against him, right? Yeah. Still, we're, we're like 10 to 15 years past his death, it's happening. And then what you're speaking about, which is like, so, like somebody who went, Way to through, draw us back in, went through some serious issues, right? Right. And, and for that factor alone, watching the documentary, do I think that his music should just be stopped and banned altogether? I don't believe that I, at all. I, 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 cer I certainly don't think that. It's just I can't listen to his music. Like my, my kind of final thought on Michael Jackson before we move into the mental mm -hmm. side of that was that I was talking about cancel culture and the offense versus where I was or where I am in my life. So Michael Jackson's music was always important to me. I grew up with it. That's why I became a singer, a dancer, right, stuff, right. a performer. You know, I just saw him and it was like, oh, my God. But then his music meant so much more at very different points in my life. When like look at it, almost when I felt suicidal, when I was madly in love. So now I have to mix his offense with where I was in my life. The performer's mm. already taken over, but I can't think about my love life or, you know, my suicidal times and how important his music was and have child molester in my head. So I just, mm. I can't. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. Can't. That chapter is closed for you. Some people have a different area and they can listen to his music. I don't think the music should be canceled at all. And he's also dead, so he's not coming back. Right. And so do what you will with it. Yeah, that's, and that's a problem I have too, is that, yes, the documentary came out after someone has, has passed away and has no voice whatsoever. Yeah. And I am not defending anything that he's done. I I also feel like, like you said, there are songs I could listen to and be like, oh, bitch, this this my shit. And like, I feel it. To bring up a new topic like Adele songs. I listened to those songs and they literally got me through. For those that don't know, I'm a former junkie. Jason Payton. I drink heavily. I do drugs, whatever, you know. And, you know, my brain's not always been in the best shape, but I'm very happy right now. Adele songs got me through. So much stuff. I mean, literally, I met her when I was running a certain large gay club in West Hollywood. And I was in a fortunate position to be one of the higher up managers. And I got to sit with her. Which club? I can't say that on here, girl. I'll tell you afterwards. Tell me on the, so, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me on the Patreon. <laughs> um, 
But, you know, I got to sit with her. And, oh, my God, she was super cool. She had all her security guards around. We were at a big round table. It was just me and her just right. sitting because she just she wanted to have drinks and wanted to hang with somebody and be a real person. Mm. But her security was like, no, because it was like a Saturday night and it was packed. And I said, I have to tell you, your songs literally saved my life. Yeah. And she said, she grabbed me and she goes, I'm so happy to hear that mine too. Yeah. Do you fancy a dance? Yeah, 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 <laughs> and then we yeah. stood up and her security guards like stood around us. We walked to the dance floor in this weird, like one meter mm-hmm. wide circle of huge security guards having a dance. It was a magical night. Right. She's come up during cancel culture. And I don't know if it's the moments in my life with actually with her or what they're trying to cancel her for because I have very different opinions and I want your opinion Mm -hmm. on the whole thing because I don't want this kind of beautiful moment in my life to actually affect if people are doing the right thing because that's not how the progressive mind works. I guess I'm asking you for a tune-up. A tune-up on... Just my thinking because you didn't have the experience I had with her. Mm -hmm. You're a different race than her. You're a different gender than her but you move in a Venn diagram of circles. So she's been accused of this appropriation thing. They want to cancel her for appropriation. Yes. For the Jamaican bra and, and the, the feather Buntu, dress. The, and... the Buntu uh, buns that are... Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw it, looked on, on online, and I was like, hmm, okay, let, let, me, let me just kind of pass by this. And I was like, oh, but did I see that correctly? Let me look through that. And usually I'm kind of like, let me go into the comments yeah. to see what other people have said. I almost missed it because the photo came up on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. She looked like a total Karen. And I was like, I know there's a million of them. Yeah. Because she's lost so much weight. She's in like these, I think they're like denim shorts or something. Or bikini, yeah. Jamaican yeah. flag, bikini bra, feather dress. Hair is tight and pulled back. I've never seen a photo like that of Adele. No. So it was just like, Karen, you know. And then I was like, wait. Everyone's yeah. talking. Next, the Buntu. The Buntu bun. I think, and I'm still learning. Right. I am still learning as a as an American, a black American, and a European culture as well, who have different response to what uh, non-POC or black people do. Right. Because I'm willing to shift my opinion and not so much shift it, but like spread it out. Because what I'm hearing is there are a bunch of people on one side complaining about black appropriation. Then there are a bunch of people on another side complaining about ceremonial appropriation. Yes. And this is where... For this topic specifically? This, yeah. this specific topic, topic. And this is how I got into the debate. And your uh, Facebook was on fire last night. Yes, and this is how I got into a debate George with a friend of mine who is who is Jamaican, and uh, clearly got into an argument and said, "You know what? I'm done. I'm not going to have this conversation." Yeah. And hung up. Um, to which I then put a post out saying, "And I will be very specific about that." And I said, "I'll say my two cents and be done." So now that we're choosing which white people Adele can can cultural appropriate. Just because they're famous and they support black folks in the past doesn't give them the right to uh, to be black for one day because they're celebrating a holiday. If that's the case, Rachel Dolezal, who you all know, who was right, part of the NAACP, right, right, right. who was originally white but more considered to be black, right, right then got canceled, right, and was president 
of the of an Seattle NCAA, NAACP for 10 years, right? And Did I say NCAA? Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the Girl, whitest. Al Sharpton going to come get you, honey. <laughs> Reverend Sharpton going to come get you. Is that if, <laughs> if, if that's the case, Rachel Dolezal and every other white person wearing braids gets a pass because of celebration. Back to the jazz station as I go. So um, I... I love my, you said back to the jazz station because I don't think there's enough people out there that realize that jazz is the, other than musical theater, the only type of music created in the United States mm-hmm. and was without, without a single white person. Jazz is solely created from black people in the southern United States. Except, to bounce off of that, Billie Holiday had white people in her band. Oh, of course. But I mean, the the creation creation of of jazz jazz. music. It was on slaves' front porches. Completely. And so, so, anyways, back back to like, back to the 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 whole, the Adele thing. I think I might understand the cultural perspective of only Jamaican women at this celebration wear their hair like this. Like, I understand that's wildly inappropriate. It is, I actually retract my statement I said to you um, during one of our breaks. It, it is like somebody dressed as Pocahontas at a Halloween party that, you know, dad's from Sweden, mom's from Kentucky, mm-hmm. you know. And as my, as my Jamaican friend said, was that this is a celebration. We don't see it like that. She said, does she look like shit? Yes. But in in this particular carnival, everyone is appreciating that and that's what and they do. And, every, and, and, and everyone's accepted and yeah. everyone dresses up. And I thought It's like Mardi Gras a little bit, isn't it? Right. But also it's then this this like definition of appropriation and appreciation is this thing of like it's a thin line. It man. is a very thin line because then it's She has a Jamaican boyfriend. I think she gets the appreciation card. Right. And not says, just, just hand it to her. It's like saying, I'm not racist. I got black friends. But I mean. But isn't it kind he of was He was. Te- no, because I feel like he was teaching her about his culture. I feel she might get an appreciation card for that, not an appropriation card. Yes. Are we in a, in a world of social media? You're going to get read to filth. Oh, you're going to get read to filth. But you know what? Stand by it. If you honestly, and I, you know what? I have to say, I do think she thought she was doing the right thing. No matter how it's looked at by anybody. She didn't just show up as Adele to this celebration. She went with her Jamaican boyfriend to this celebration. You know, and so it was... It's like, is she not supposed to wear the ceremonial garb during Kwanzaa if, you know, she's dating somebody who celebrates that or not like the menorah if she starts dating a Jewish person? Yeah. And other friends who have celebrated this in the UK and who are West Indies are saying yeah. this is how they celebrate, that everyone is is welcoming this culture yeah. and how it, it is like being portrayed. It was also then probably the- great for the economy wherever it happened. Well, they, it actually didn't happen. It was just like she was dressing up because it oh, was right, that week. Oh, it was COVID. Yeah, it was at her house. It was at her house, yeah. and so then was everyone wearing masks? <laughs> <laughs> She'd be canceled for that. Yeah, I'll cancel her for having a bunch of people not wearing masks. And as an American, I thought, huh, okay, because then I started to see the black posts of black Jamaicans being. Go ahead, girl. We're changing the songs. I can't yep. wait to hear your Jamaican album come out. Great, whatever that yep. is. And then other black people were saying, or, or other black Americans, you know, 
are are tuning in saying this is this is wrong but then now there's the discussion of uh what is appropriate and what is appreciated and then you're saying well then if if this is the case for if black women cannot wear this hairstyle and get hired because of their hairstyle yeah uh get hired because of this hairstyle then why does that allow white women to appropriate this right right yeah and I, I just thought... I mean, I'm going to say something really dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's an opinion question, not my thought. It's yeah, an opinion yeah. question, not my thought. I have loved every POC woman, cis woman. I, all POC people, honestly, they've entered my life, but specifically for this story. In New York City, they were just these strong, independent... Some of them felt like giants. Some of them were DJs, producers. Some of them were homeless. Some of them were crazy, whatever. Yeah. They were just strong women... A lot of them wore really done up style wigs. Oh yeah, that were white lady wigs, but they were done in dark hair, so mm-hmm. they looked natural. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just an opinion question. I think nothing about it. But is the possibility ever going to come down the road where we so overcorrect what people can do from other cultures by sticking up for cultures so much, and we almost lose the fact that we're all humans and in it together? Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to be dead in the ground and in a hundred years people be like, well, then that black woman can't wear a Dolly Parton wig. It's like, where do we level this? Because that's that's my issue with cancel culture. I'm really we about don't, it. Though. We don't level it because 50% of people are going to like you and accept you. And 50% of people are going to hate you. And period. And with that, I have decided that I am no longer talking about these events because we, as as human beings, have such different opinions that if we do change one person's point of mind, great. But I'm not in a in a headspace to challenge or question anything that people wear or do anymore. Because we are now just at a point where we're not listening anymore, and that's the end of that. And for me, going off of what you're saying. I watch what you do every day. I know you. We've become such close friends. We're family. I I almost applaud you for not having the conversation because you live by example. You quit your job because someone needed to be canceled. And it hurt you, him, your friend, his wallet, all that stuff. My closing thought on that would be, if we're ever going to get to where we want to be, we all have to keep a constant gauge of what we feel is right, separate from religion. We're born with a compass. We know not to kill each other and all this other stuff. Just check in with yourself on what you think is right. Don't read too many articles, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Because the idea is, it is 50-50. Yeah. But if we all start to gauge ourselves and not push on a belief we can't prove, we can get to 100% on our sides. We'll be dead and gone in worm food. Oh, yeah. But it can happen. And it's all about life experiences, how we change our, our way of thinking. It's not about necessarily what you learn in school or university. It's about hearing other people's stories and connecting your own stories, whether it's a little bit relatable or fully relatable, is that I can now go out into the world and not judge someone else's story on, on what is going on with them. Um, or addiction or substance or or anything that they have got going on 
What I do want to make sure that I do is take the experience that I've had and not put it against them or give that to them, but also just say, I'm here to listen. Because that's sometimes what people need is just an ear to listen. Hope means I love you, right? Yeah. But that's, that's sometimes the love word, you know. We use it so frequently sometimes is um, some people still don't know what that is, you know. Um, but also, I think in this moment here, I am grateful to be in a place that allows me to speak freely. And if I were in the state, honestly, I think for the mouth that I have and for the actions that I do, you'd be arrested I, and shot. I'd be arrested <laughs> and shot or dead or some some tragic thing would happen to me. And I'm grateful that I'm here. So with that, I look forward to the next week's episode. I will not be here. I'm going off to teach the children of Germany some theater and English and change one classroom at a time. And that is where I'm at in this world. Oh, I love that. I'm so happy that like we talked about you standing up and possibly losing something. And you then had, I, I don't want to say a place in your lap because your talents got you this, but you know, just something in the universe went right. And you had a teaching job, mm. you know, to do what you love. It's uh it's okay to sacrifice. Amen. I love it. I love it. Amen. Um, for me, it's, uh, I've been kind of teaching myself. Like my final thought is like teaching myself. I'm such an opinionated bastard. Everyone in the studio and the family knows that. Um, Hollywood's closed, you know, uh, must see TV on NBC is closed. You know, like nobody's making anything new artistic. And right. I'm not saying that those people shouldn't be supported. They should be. I love filmmakers. I love writers, actors, creative people are my people. Mm -hmm. When you're sitting on your couch post pandemic or wherever you are, and maybe you're mid pandemic or low level, high level threat, whatever it is, um, watch a documentary or read a book. Don't watch the real housewives of wherever. And I would even say, like, don't read a fiction book. Mm. Read a historical novel type. Eric Larson is a great author. Stuff that happened reads like a movie, intertwined. Brilliant. Eric Larson. But um, get into people's lives. Yeah. There's stuff about prison sufferers. There's stuff about amendment constitutionalists. There's stuff about POC rising up and equal wages and alternative health situations like watch a documentary watch something that's real affects you where you came from where you're going how you can treat yourself it's great to be in fantasy land yeah but the world is starting over learn where we came from what's going on and where you want to be yes that's my final thought i'm gonna kick it to danielle to finish it off uh, yeah, mine's a, a little bit different, but obviously, like, get to know somebody before you uh, decide to have sex with them. But also let yourself be surprised and, and allow yourself to have a conversation with somebody, whether you're attracted to them or not, or you don't know if you're going to like what they're going to say. 
Um, because you never know what's going to happen. Like, stop talking to people because you want to fuck them. Yeah. Just talk to people. Yeah, exactly. And then if you want to fuck them, fuck them. But, like, take the time. Really. Yes. Yeah. God bless you. Say yeah. goodbye, Danielle. Goodbye, Danielle. I love all of you and love yourself. Love Not that Ellen way. <laughs> this is Papa Bear out. And this is George Roses. We'll see you next week, babies. <laughs>